0: Hello, this is Andrew Levy, and I'm here with one of my uh, podcasts, and I want to talk about a subject today which is very dear to my heart, and which I have a a great deal of interest and fascination for, Um, one of the reasons for which being when I was doing my master's in labour economics, this was an area in which I spent a great deal of time. And what I want to talk to you about is just some notion of wage differentials and why they are important. And that will lead us on to a very brief consideration of the whole issue of pay equality, which there's a lot of misunderstanding about. Now, the first point that I want to make is it was said, it was a quote, and I can't remember by whom, um, it was either a trade unionist or it was some labor economist. I'm sorry to say it wasn't me. It's the kind of thing I'd been very happy with. In fact, I might even have it as my, my epitaph. How about that? And what was said is there are never disputes about wages. There are only disputes about differences in wages. Now think about that very carefully for a minute, and you'll see what a phenomenal amount of wisdom is contained in those few words. Why? Because if there was only one employee in the world doing one job at one rate of pay, would there ever be pay dissatisfaction? No. Would there ever be a demand for more? No. You see, the thing that drives every wage demand, whether it's on the table or it simply informs it, is a comparison. Compared to them, I'm not earning enough. My job is much more complex. Compared to me, he earns too much. The difference between me and him is so great, and yet he earns almost the same as me. That's not fair. So the notion of comparison and comparability is vital to understanding wage structures. And of course, what this also tells us is we have a wage structure, because wages are not the same. They vary. And in point of fact, if you really want to be um, precise about it, um, one can't talk about the rate for the job or the pay point. What you can talk about is the galaxy of wage rates that cluster around that particular job or that skill or that geographical area uh, and have a tendency towards one another But there is another galaxy over there which has different drivers, but there's a difference between the two. And that's what we call a wage differential. Now, what I want to say first about wage differentials is they are legitimate, they are rational, they are certainly not unfairly discriminatory. Discriminatory, yes, it's not the same as the other one, but it doesn't mean that it's unfair. Hence the choice of the word, rational. And there are many legitimate reasons as to why there are wage differentials. If I were to give you some of them, the best known, the industry differential. Different industries pay different rates for the same job. Some are high paying industries, banks, financial sectors, uh, the tech sector. Some are low paying, textiles, transport, forestry, agribusiness. There is a skill differential, obviously. The more skilled you are, the more you're going to earn. doesn't matter where you do it, okay? We have a union-non-union differential. Unions do a lot more for their members by way of collective bargaining um, than employees who are non-unionized do by way of collective begging, okay? If they have to rely on the natural open-handedness and uh, uh, generosity of the employer— um, they're not going to do as well as those who join the union. We have geographic differentials. Sure, jobs pay more in Johannesburg than in Cape Town, and it would be a gross distortion of the labour market to say, as one court did, that it's purely whimsical as to where you happen to be, therefore this is unfair discrimination. Absolute tripe with respect. Geographic differentials are well understood and if people in Cape Town don't earn as much as people in Johannesburg, at least they get looked to look at the mountain and the sea and that's worth something. Wages vary with the size of the units. There's a tendency for the larger units to pay more pay. We have a situation where dangerous jobs such as mining tend to pay more and so on and so on. So the idea that wages are the same or that wages cannot be different. And if they are, it's unfair or it's discriminatory, is not so. And what we also need to bear in mind, uh, and you'll just hopefully accept my word for this, I'm not necessarily going to go into a long theoretical uh, explanations here, but that when the traditional structure of wage differentials is disturbed, it releases very, very powerful equilibrating forces to bring the differentials back to where they previously were. Okay, so when one industry settles at that level, the other industries look at it and say, well, we always uh, were this far far apart from the metal industry. They've had an increase. We're now further apart. We need to restore that existing differential. And that is a very large driver Of wage demands and wage increases. Remember what we said, there are never disputes about wages, there are only disputes about differences in wages. Now, from differentials, it is a very, very short jump to talking about pay equality. And what I want to leave you with is Levy's first law of pay equality. From time to time in these podcasts, I introduce you to the Levy Laws, which I hope are pithy little sayings which are rememberable, so they'll be with you, and which in in simple and sometimes hopefully um, slightly humorous terms explain the concept so you can use it practically. And Levy's first law of pay equality says you will never ever understand pay equality by understanding when people are paid the same. And the corollary to Levy's first law, you may style it if you wish, as Levy's second principle, is that it is only when you understand when people do not have to be paid the same that you will understand wage equality. Now, why why do I say that? Very simply this. Wherever we have a wage differential which is based on rational, logical, acceptable, market-driven grounds... Then we can say it's not discriminatory. We have skills differentials, we have industry differentials, we have geographic differentials, this business has 10,000 employees, that has 200, that's all okay. It's when we have a situation where we've excluded all of the rational explanations for the differential that we begin to get a little bit twitchy of saying, well if none of the acceptable ones apply, Perhaps it's gender, perhaps it's uh, national origin, perhaps it's uh, any one of the forbidden reasons. And that's where we need to start digging, and we need to do the testing to see what is it that is driving this difference in wages, and is that reason a forbidden one? And if it is, then we need to put it right. Right over a period of time. And that too is enshrined in the uh, Employment Equity Act. But what I, I want to leave with you is that the the bold allegation that because my wage is different from his, that's unfair, or even we're doing the same job. Well, look at the LRA yourself, and you'll see that it does deal with pay equality, with equal pay, And in dealing with it, it sets out a section where it says none of the following are actually grounds for discriminatory pay. And it then deals with length of service, it deals with level of qualifications, it deals with performance, all of those things which are the basis of legitimate differentiation between what one person earns and what the others earn. And on that basis, Hopefully, you're in a situation where you you now have enough knowledge uh, to, to deal with these broad assertions that it's unfair because it's different um, and that you will do your, your best without having to be prompted by trade unions or, or employees to actually look at your wage structure and make sure that you are a non-discriminatory employer when it comes to to the payment of wages. And that doesn't mean that everyone earns the same. It means that the reasons for existing differences are rational and can stand on their own two feet. And whilst they may be different, they're not unfair. Thank you very much. I hope you found this uh, uh, useful. It's given you something to think about. And I look forward to seeing you on some of our other podcasts. Remember, if you go to our website, At www.andrewlevy, you'll find not only a whole number of other podcasts on uh, many varied topics, but all about the uh, fascinating field of labour. But that if you want to be in touch, you can do it via our website. You can email me directly on Andrew at Andrew Levy, all lowercase, and that Andrew Levy is A-N-D-R-E-W, Lima Echo Victor Yankee, andrewlevy.co.za uh, and if you wake up in the middle of the night and you uh, have a pressing problem that's driving you insane you can even send me a whatsapp on 083650. 5001. And I do look forward to uh, hearing from you and seeing you perhaps at one of our forthcoming uh, webinar events. Uh, And traditionally, we do one in February of each year, which deals with our prognosis for the year to come. So hopefully I'll see you there. And until then, stay well, stay safe. And remember, labor can be fun.